Welcome back to Cosmic Disruption, the podcast where we use astrology to spite on the love life of Taylor Swift. I'm Karen. And I'm Deborah, And we're the Disruption Sisters. Joining us today is one of the Disruption Daughters. That's me, Britta. And Taylor and Travis sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First came a friendship bracelet, then came a Chiefs game, then the whole world went fucking insane. <laughs> we might have practiced that once or twice. We, we spent a little bit of time. <laughs> our format today for our 13th episode is a little different than usual because today's Taylor Swift's birthday. And we've got a couple of Swifties in the house. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting. Tis the wonderfulest day of the year. Wonderfulest. The day when our Mary goddess Swift Miss. <laughs> the day when our goddess Taylor Swift was brought into the world, and nothing was ever the same again. Mm-mm. So we're very excited, of course, Britta and I, because yes. we are the Swifties. Britta is my Swifty mentor. You're welcome. I've recently learned that being a baby Swifty means I'm a Taylor tot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm a little Taylor tot. I'm a Taylor tot. And I have to say, I'm an elder Swifty, mm-hmm. but I am still a Taylor tot because I'm still a baby Swifty at mm-hmm. the same time. And all the long long-term Swifties have been so welcoming and so kind to us Gen X Swifties. And I'm very grateful for that. They they could have just like said, where were you 10 years ago? Plenty of them do say that online, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I haven't seen any of it. And then I've seen a bunch of other TikTok accounts of Gen X women who have done the exact same thing I did this year. Meaning they started the year with zero knowledge and zero awareness and are ending the year like obsessed. And uh, <laughs> obviously she's time person of the year. And oh, right. Yeah. So it's been an amazing year for her. And so it's very fun to look at the astrology. And it's just a great time to be a Swifty. <laughs> Too bad we can't do the astrology of all the men whose underpants are up their asses right now because they're so upset about person of the year. Oh, my partner ended a 10-year-long relationship with a friend over this issue because he was being an asshole about the fact that she was person of the year. And my husband stepped in and was like, hey, she means a lot to a lot of women. And shouldn't that matter? Well, not just women. There's an entire queer community. I mean, there's so many people and just there are men who are fans of her. Yeah. But Tons, also, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, you can say, yes, she means a lot. But also, she literally saved the economy. <laughs> like, between Travis her... Kelsey on the map. Yeah. Between her and Beyonce and Barbie. Yeah. They yeah. actually yeah, yeah. saved the U.S. economy yeah. this year. So I think she, I think she saved. Didn't she save the NFL, too? Oh, God. Now you're stirring the pot. I tell you, the part of that Time Magazine article that I absolutely loved and the thing that really helped me like articulate what it is that I love about her and what she brings to the world is this quote. Maybe this is the real Taylor Swift effect that she gives people, many of them women, particularly girls who have been conditioned to accept dismissal, gaslighting, and mistreatment from a society that treats their emotions as inconsequential, permission to believe that their interior lives matter, that for your heart to break 
whether it's from being kicked off a tour or by the memory of a scarf still sitting in a drawer somewhere or because somebody else controls your life's work is a valid wound. And no, you're not crazy for being upset about it or for wanting your story to be told. It makes me cry. Yeah. Because I've always been a silly girl, quote unquote. You know, I've always been into girl things. And even to this day, I get teased mercilessly for loving the housewives and, and these girl things. And we get so cast off and it's just called a bunch of silliness and dumb and 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 stupid girl things and it's like this means a lot to us it's not mm-hmm. stupid what if it's not stupid what if it's not silly well, you know and that just it's it she opens that up and when i first started listening to her and hearing some of her songs about her her boyfriends in high school and it i remembered all those feelings and and the reason i think this hits me really hard is because back in the day when I was, you know, 13, 12 even, our horrible stepfather used to sit down and tell me that as my heart was breaking over this person or that person, he would say, you need to get used to this because for women, their love life is their whole life. And for men, their love life is only their half life, just part of their life. And I never forgot that it sowed a seed in my brain that my feelings were never going to matter as much as a man's. And it, it's, she is, she is healing that wound. It's yeah. so interesting you say that because I had a stepmom who told me that men shouldn't ever matter and that having emotions about relationships and stuff was silly and you should only have lovers and only uh, use people and, and leave them, which is just, it wasn't who I am and it, yeah. it made me feel not seen. Yeah. And I was listening to Taylor Swift at that time about my boyfriend at the time who is now my fiance I know. so you know it's just like it's an interesting yeah that is very dichotomy. interesting take on that yeah and it's just like it, it fucking matters mm-hmm. what we feel a heartbreak and all of it our drama quote-unquote drama like well, it matters mm-hmm. one of the things i was saying to britta earlier before we started recording is that i think one of the reasons why Uh, The patriarchy likes to diminish Mm -hmm. women's emotions. Oh, my, okay. My (laughs) husband just texted me while we're doing the podcast, so you'll hear the little ding. And he said, Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game, and the announcer just referred to as Kelsey's wife, Taylor, then corrected himself. (laughs) How topical. so fitting for today. How topical. Oh, (laughs) my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) Just to finish my thought. Sorry. uh, No, no, it's fine. No, because that, you know. was relevant. When when the Taylor Swift synchronicities come, (laughs) they just got to roll with it, right? So, uh, but anyway, I think that one of the reasons that the patriarchy is uncomfortable with women's emotions is because we speak truth yep our emotions frequently speak truth and they can't handle that they don't want to hear it they don't want to go there they don't want to access that part of their heart because to doing that work is so much scarier than just punching something yeah you know it's way harder it's way harder i think it's crazy with taylor and that is that she's been doing that her entire career because a lot of the times what i'll see now especially with swifties trying to get people to take her seriously is they'll they'll bring up her more recent works like evermore and folklore um, which are valid. They're they're beautiful works. But sometimes I go back to as an elder Swifty to <laughs> Cold As You on her debut album where she's talking about how she's never been anywhere as cold as you. And she wrote that when she was like 14. That's incredible. And 
Meanwhile, all the other contemporary country musicians at the time are like, I've got my beer and my dog <laughs> and my truck and, yeah. my, truck. and, and my she's gun. writing these deep, profound feelings that she was feeling and able to articulate them yes. in a way that is no it's both relatable but also deep. Like it's, poetic. Exactly. Yes. But but it's not so advanced that it's not tangible and yeah. that's one of my favorite it's accessible ways her writing is she can take something so poetic but also make it pop yes mm-hmm. yes and that's hard to do yes. people don't understand how hard that is to do to write a catchy song that isn't just saying the same word over and over or even when she does do that like with her we are never getting back together That song was also satire because it's about a man who didn't take her work seriously. So she wrote a song that he would have hated. (laughs) And that's on purpose. Meta. Meta. (laughs) That's so good. I have to say that even though I'm not a Mm Swifty, but I am a Sagittarius, I have extreme admiration for the artistry of her fuck you. Mm-hmm. She has oh, one of yeah. the most beautifully crafted fuck yous I have ever seen. Um, and I, I have mad mad props I to think that. my yeah. favorite acceptance speech of hers is when she wrote a song. I think it was probably Mean, the song mm-hmm. Mean. And then she said, it's really nice to stand up here and get an award for this because this when this guy treated me so horribly. And, and he said, you're not going to turn this into a song, are you? And she said, I sure am. And then she won an award and for she, it. <laughs> her, she, you could um, you could almost write a book about her. The most exquisite fuck you. I mean, yes. honestly, oh, yeah. yes. It's yeah. and she's she's living her best life right now. Her astrology is fascinating. That's what we're going to focus on today. We did have a, a prior episode where we went very heavily into her past into some of the transits that were happening during the key points of her life, especially the whole Kanye debacle and everything that came from that. Is is that trash that takes itself out? Yes. Ah, okay. For sure. <laughs> For There's sure. There's been a bunch of weird resurfacing of, uh, because she called Kim Kardashian out by name yeah. in yeah. her article, um, resurfacing videos from Keeping Up with the Kardashians at that time, where a lot of Swifties online are now speculating that either Courtney or Chris leaked the full video that was not edited to bring Kim K back down. Courtney, because, Courtney would do that because Courtney cannot stand there's Kim. A clip. I, don't, I don't know any of <laughs> there's this. There's a clip of Kris Jenner talking to Kim about it saying, can't you call her? Can't you fix this? I like her mother. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And you can kind of see the tension in the room now with a lot of retrospect that I think that Kris Jenner was over it. Yeah, yeah. I think she knew it was a bad career choice because Kris Jenner is kind of spooky that way, I think, about oh, knowing. She's, yeah, she's yeah. a and, shark when it comes to the business oh, world. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And so she probably was like, this This might come back and bite you in the ass, in the, in the ginormous mm-hmm. ass. <laughs> <laughs> she got her move. And I'm speaking as, I mean, I, wa- I watch the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a fan. Like, I, I kind of try to hold both spaces it's hard lately. I feel very disappointed yeah. in Kim, even though I've been a fan of hers. Um, again, don't hate me, but she's a human being too, and she's layered yeah. and complex. And honestly, people who do reality television like the Kardashians are an astrologer's dream mm. because we can study them and study their charts and see exactly what's happening when. And it's a fun project for an astrologer. So the Kardashians have been wide open for so long that it's been easy for me mm. as an astrologer to follow them. But I would love to see her come back around now and say, I'm very sorry that I did that. It would be nice 
to hear her apologize for real about this. So we'll yeah. see. She is a Libra. Libras like to make things nice. So well, maybe I think she will. That's why at that time she was on her husband's side, keeping her family life as nice as possible. I think that possible, her life with Kanye was so horrific that she, that's why I kind of like, uh, who give knows? Give some grace. Yeah. yeah. But this isn't about Kim. No. This is about no, Tay. No. <laughs> I uh, had a week in LA with my job. So it's the first time that I got to wear my 1989 cardigan in public. <laughs> and I showed up wearing it, and I'm the only female in my company because I work in tech. Wow. And I, I was proud to to be wearing it and explaining it to everyone. And then I looked over at one of the other guys, and he's wearing an Iron Maiden hat. And yeah. I'm like, there's really no difference. No. I'm wearing an Iron Maiden hat. I'm wearing a Taylor Swift cardigan, like, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, like, you know, it's really no different. And then several times when we were working in the office, I had my headphones on and I was listening to Taylor and I can't not move. Right. So I'm just working and and it was it was all too well 10 minute version. And I couldn't sing out loud. It was it was painful. painful. So I was doing the words and I was moving and then I I realized and I turn around and all of them are watching me and and videotaping. Whoa! <laughs> they thought it was. I thought it was funny. It didn't bother me. Oh yeah. my we God. were all just laughing. It was funny. Yeah, I was but. gonna say completely. <laughs> I mean, it is related to Taylor Swift, but I got into work the other day, and my coworker, uh, he hears a lot about Taylor. Between myself, my boss's daughters really like Taylor Swift too, and so she'll always talk to me about it. But he came in and he told me that he had a dream that he was stuck with me, and all I was doing was updating him on Taylor Swift. <laughs> His whole dream. And I was like, perfect. I have fully cemented myself. You completely inserted yourself into his subconscious. You're you're a Swifty in the astral realm. Every realm. (laughs) And there's this trend going on TikTok. I saw it this morning. And it's like, they take this thing and it overlays the image of them with all this Taylor Swift art. But the caption is something like, thank God you're not one of those crazy Taylor Swift girls. I'm like, I could never do that trend. Everyone knows I'm <laughs> that girl. Yeah. That is, There's yeah. no way Can I'm confirm. walking in this world without you knowing that that is my yes. person. Yes. <laughs> well, and my my boss boss, like the big guy who owns the company, he used to be a recording engineer and he oh, actually wow. like recorded some Tom Petty and like he has, oh, wow. like, he has like gold records on his wall. Like this was his whole world before he started doing tech. And um, so he has his opinions and I, you know, immediately said, this is my Taylor Swift cardigan. Like, I'm out and proud. And he, you know, I could tell he was like, oh. And then he says, well, you know what? I'll say this. I don't respect musicians uh, who don't write their own music and play instruments. And she does both. So that's pretty good. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I mean, he, I said, okay, well, we true. won't talk about it again. And he was like, okay. <laughs> But then the best part of the week was uh, we went out to a restaurant called Castaways, and it's at the top of the hill in L.A., and it overlooks Panorama of L.A. It was beautiful, and I wore my cardigan because it was cold. And as I was leaving the restaurant, this whole group of girls at a table were like, oh, we love your cardigan. And I, I looked at them, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> and it was, it was my first, like, public Swifty mm-hmm. moment. Oh. It was my first time being recognized in the world at large as a Swifty by other Swifties. Mm-hmm. And that may sound so frivolous, but to me, oh, it's so fun. it made me feel so good. <laughs> well, I wish I, I could get you Hera's tour tickets because the oh energy my God, is just I wish. I wish in my crazy. dreams. 
It's my interesting dreams. how it, this, I mean, and, and this cannot be discounted because I think a lot of the power is, is in this is the sense of community that gets created. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, yes. that's in this world where there's so much divisiveness, the fact that you can mm-hmm. have almost like if something had happened, if those guys had been shitty to you at that dinner. Yeah. You would have found support from that table Absolutely. of Swifties. Absolutely, yeah. They would have, they'd yeah. have thrown down for you. Yeah. You know Some what I mean? Some of us are scary. <laughs> well, and, and I'll say this, like, I am fortunate to work with some amazing men. Yeah, no, and I'm so not fortunately, casting aspersions. Yeah, for, yeah, fortunately, but. that's not the issue, but you're right. Right. Technically, like, you know, just wearing my cardigan says a lot about who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see someone that's invested enough in Taylor to have the stuff, then you just know and a lot about them already, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> Brit- oh. <laughs> Britta is currently hugging her folklore. This is my holiday edition, green and gray, uh, folklore <laughs> cardigan. Yes, yes, I am not. I'm not in the community. They will understand it, when they hear it, that it the has the star, the green star. I observe on the this community, but I I love watching documentaries on cults. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's a cult so much as just a fandom at this point. Well, Mom, I do have a question for you, though, because yeah. you've watched me and had to live with me when I first became a Taylor Swift fan of watching. I mean, because I've always been a really big fan yes, and made I you watch the videos confirm. and stuff. Can confirm. But like, how crazy has it gotten in the last couple of years? Oh, no, it's definitely reaching um, a frenzy point yeah and and you know i'm highly amused because i think that one thing that that we need to remember is that when we can throw the word cult around um but there was the cult of dionysus and the cult of hecate and you know what i mean i'm super familiar love has won i yeah (laughs) oh my god i've i've joined a sorority i'm yeah right i mean well then that and love has won is a wonderful (laughs) example of what not to do um well and we'll We'll probably talk more about Love Has Won in our next episode because there's so much there to talk about that it's too good not to like dive into, but we won't do that today. No, and and but there are conservative men who are highly, highly, highly freaked out by the power, not just Taylor Swift wields, but that the Swifties as a group Mm -hmm. wield, you know, because they'll take action without Taylor saying anything because they they just have their particular set of mm-hmm. values and whatnot. She'll even say, like, don't get into it with people who say mean things, like, don't waste your precious time on it, but boy. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> All we do. That's we do. <laughs> Taylor herself in her time person talked about how this kind of living in a capitalist society as we do how the fact that she's being so successful and barbie was so successful and beyonce is so successful it it is worth these capitalist men's money to invest in women right now which is something we can actually take advantage of yeah and really harness in the favor of everyone because that's the thing with with giant groups of women majority being women um we want what's good for all so well, it's, it's less well, of it's a kind of like I think of interest. it as like that climax in Barbie when they decide to turn the Kens on each other and distract them by being played the guitar at and <laughs> and and sort of 
say, hey, look over here. And then while they're looking over here, they seize their moment mm-hmm. and they take the government back. Well, and like, that's it's like that. I feel mm-hmm. like we're we're sitting in the potential of that. I, I envision it happening as, you know, we all figure it out together as women. It's not going to look like the Barbie movie, unfortunately, but we could get there. We could get there in the next mm-hmm. few elections if we really, really well, wanted to. And that's, I think that's the root of what these men who are uncomfy right now mm-hmm. are actually saying. It's not that they have a true issue with Taylor Swift or Barbie or Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They're terrified of yep. women claiming their power mm-hmm. and unifying. Yep. That's what they're terrified right. by. And they, they see well, Taylor Swift and Barbie and whatnot. So as- much of that conservative backlash has been, she's not your role model. Don't look up to her. Don't be like her. She's this terrible thing. And then they list all these things that actually sound fantastic. Yeah. Like, I want you to feel my feminist rage while I have too many cats. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, gosh, the cat thing. Okay, so there's a new trend. That's how you know she's really a witch. There- <laughs> There's a new new trend on TikTok where everybody's trying to recreate that iconic photo of her with her cat around her neck. Um, I am going to try it with all three of my cats. I've already tried it a little. And you can oh, see no. the scratches. I, I want to see how many people end up in the hospital. Well, so, well, look at my scratches. Oh, geez. Taylor can't even do that with all of her cats. Yeah. If she tried to get Meredith and Olivia to do that, she would look like you. <laughs> Benjamin is his own thing. Yeah. He's a rag doll. That's what well, rag doll is. She has just two rag dolls. But I have a half rag doll and a full rag doll, and neither of them have any interest. In fact, that's where I get all these scratches from is the rag doll of all cats. The 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 half ragdoll, he's half ragdoll, half uh, Scottish fold. He's so big, I don't even think I can lift him up to my neck. <laughs> you have to. I, I guarantee that someone put the cat on her. I yes. doubt that she had to. So what you need is an assistant. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll have my my partner help me out. To well, help it, you with the pretty kitty. If committee. anyone gets a photo uh, successfully, yes. let me know and we'll add it to the Instagram. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. I'm gonna try. <laughs> okay. All right. So all that being Onto said, the astrology and the spy mission. Spy mission. <laughs> yes. Let's start talking about the astrology. So I kind of started my investigation in July. Now, Mm -hmm. in our last episode, as I mentioned, we went through the past. So this time I thought we'd focus on what's happening right now, what happened in July when they Mm -hmm. got together and as well as what's happening all through this year. Well, we should probably, I mean, I don't know. Should we say his name? We haven't really even... Travis's name? We, we, you mean you were like they got together? We gotta put him on the map. Again? I guess we should put him on the map. I guess every I figure everyone knows we're talking about Travis. Travis. Trav. Well, in July, that's when the party got started because it was July eighth, the concert he saw in Kansas City, where the whole friendship bracelet mm-hmm. thing happened. If you don't know that story. Um, that he had made a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it in hopes that she would see it and kind of, you know, understand <laughs> the move. Mm-hmm. And um, It's a but bold move. It's only a bold move if you actually deliver the bracelet. Well, he didn't deliver it because <laughs> yeah, after the show, she was needing to just rest. And so he didn't get his moment. But he called her out on it on his next episode of his podcast with his brother and evidently that caught her attention. Mm-hmm. What what did she say? Metal Brenna? as hell. Yeah, she called it metal as hell. 
And people are making fun of her for saying I that. I think that's adorable. She's just a millennial. She speaks my yes. language perfectly. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was cute what she said. Um, oh. Yeah, so that, that was all happening early July. And now we since know, because of her Time magazine uh, interview, that sh- they did start seeing each other right away after mm-hmm. that. So famous moment of riding away in the getaway car at his game. They had already been dating. Yeah, which, was not their first Yeah, date. and I, I figured that too. And she said that would have been insane. So, psychotic. Yes, yeah, psychotic. <laughs> yes. So so it's exciting that we have some dates now. Mm-hmm. We can look at July for them, So, which I do. <laughs> and so in July for, um, for Taylor, transiting Saturn was conjunct her IC. Okay. That means that Saturn, which is the planet of alignment and course correction. So if you're going in any particular direction that isn't aligned with who you are and Saturn hits a sensitive spot in your chart, you're going to get aligned. And so the IC is the lowest bottom part of the chart. So it really represents your personal life and your um, your home. And so it, it was sort of a, a course correcting moment for her to figure out, like, what does she really want? Like she had just finished dating mm-hmm. that oh. really big douchebag. I, mean, I don't want to say dating. I think she was wrapping up a decade-long fling. Not that they were together for a decade, but like they wanted to have a fling and they didn't. So she had it now. Yeah. And got it out of her system. Yeah, very, very. That's what yes. I would call Maddie yes. Healy. And, and oh, in, but what about the whole Joe thing? Well, Joe was oh, already no, that over. Was, yeah, that okay. was over. In fact, I think it was over even before we... Thought That's, it was I do too. But then she wrote You're Losing Me, which is that heartbreaking track. It's the breakup song. Um, but the interesting thing about that is it's something that I think a lot of women resonate with of when the relationship's over in your mind before it's actually oh, yeah. over. Yeah. So I think that whatever she was going through um, is very private for her. She wrote You're Losing Me, obviously, but she's, you know, I think that she was kind of at that tipping point way earlier than a lot of people realized. Yes. Um, And I think it really ramped up to the fact that she wanted to go on the tour and be with her fans again. And I think truly at the end of the day that that's the most important thing to her. And it's all speculation, of course, but I don't think Joe really wanted her to step so publicly out there again when that's something that that was a very integral part of who she was pre-pandemic, pre-reputation era. And so a lot of fans who've only known her for the last six or seven years don't realize that she used to be insanely personal on her social media. She used to walk up to people all the time. That was who she was. Uh, And she started doing that again. The other day she was leaving an event and saw a little girl. Oh, I saw and that. It's the, it literally oh. the cutest thing of she so walks cute. up. She goes, "Oh, is that a child? It's so late." But she's still child. she still goes Just, to take the picture with her yeah. because it's gonna make the kids day. All these other adults, whatever. But yeah. the child yeah. that makes her. Life. She actually walked past her and then went stopped and turned mm-hmm. back and went, "Is that a child? It's so late." <laughs> But then she walked straight up to her and did a selfie. And the picture of the little girl's face. Oh She's God. so happy. She's like, ah, like her face. Oh, it was so yeah, sweet. so beautiful. And well, it's interesting how be. it, I mean, like, because well, she's it, a cancer moon. Getting back to, you know, Travis and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, you know, Taylor's boyfriend. Um, the old guy, whatever his name was. Joe. Obviously felt. He he felt insecurity in the face of her mm-hmm. fans, her her love for her fans and her fans' love for her. And um her current boyfriend 
seems to embrace oh, that fully oh, embrace fully that. because yeah. he has his own family right. with them and he and i think he's just it's a different world with him he has a sagittarius moon right and and i'm just saying as a sagittarius the idea of it's 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 like getting on a ride you know what yeah. i mean like you know it's gonna twist and it's gonna turn and there's gonna be bright lights and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and you're like yeah i'm mm-hmm. in this is gonna be Fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It def- and and to get back to my transit, yeah, basically, sorry. what that Saturn conjunct the IC is this moment of reckoning. Um, it's a time where you mature emotionally, uh, and so mm. it's where you have to like confront and work through like your deep seated issues. It's like really personal, you know. Uh, it's that alignment of your inner self. Like that's deep work, yeah. right? And let's and just clarify for everybody. Yeah. I know you said what the IC represents, but that, that this would be the point in your chart that is opposite your midheaven and is the cusp of your fourth house. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. So yeah. if you're looking, you're you're looking at the line that starts the fourth slice of the pie. Yeah, and it's usually like a darker, bold yes. line, um, which crosses the AC ascendant descendant line horizontally. Right. So it makes that big bold cross cross in the, in the chart. middle of the chart it's the very yeah. bottom point um and it it starts to open up feelings of wanting to build something lasting and stable uh, in your personal life so it set the stage for her to be like you know maybe i'm ready for the big one for the one that's going to yeah. like re- where i really need to grow up and start thinking about a real grown up life and you know perhaps a family and all of those well, bigger that's things interesting too with what she was talking about once again she revealed a lot of personal um information in her times interview which we hadn't really had a lot of that in recent years but she talks about trust issues mm-hmm. and how she's able to trust again um, and I think especially coming out of a six-year relationship where she probably was thinking she was having that and thinking that was going to be it, uh, to lose that is such a huge, like, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. Like, the end where of a am I? Especially seven what years. Do yeah. I do? It's a Saturn cycle. Wow. So, you know, all all relationships hit a Saturn year, mm-hmm. which is the seven-year itch. Oh. That's the full Saturn cycle of their relationship. And, and so it, it usually it. the seven year itch is that moment that makes or breaks you. You either you've either are still aligned or you're aligned enough that you can work through whatever has mm-hmm. come up in the last seven years, or you're completely on different pages. Wow. And you just kind of know it and you feel mm-hmm. it. And it's this moment of completion of like, yeah, this this is this is over. Gotcha. Right. So she that's pretty much what they hit was yeah. the seven yeah. year itch. But it is, it's a, it's such a moment of because I mean, even personally myself, I had a similar thing throughout my late 20s of where am I going? What are my priorities? What do I want out of When your Saturn return happened. Right. Right. Yeah. So for her, I mean, she's on top of the world. Everything is going well again, finally. (laughs) Yeah. I've always been here for you. Uh, (laughs) But now is a really great time where, I mean, things are in such a good place. She can have that time to think about her relationships and what she wants that to look like going forward. Yeah, so that's very much what that what, what and, and a Saturn transit is not is not short. It's not like it just happened one day. This is a period mm-hmm. that she's in. Saturn is slow mover. So she's been in this energy. It was peaking in July. But she's been in this energy, which is sort of, in a sense, setting the stage for Travis to mm-hmm. come and show up. And I really do believe, now I completely believe that they have some karmic relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it seems so clear to me because... Karma is her boy. I know! <laughs> 
And she wrote that before. Karma is the guy on, on the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Come <laughs> straight home to me. <laughs> yeah, so they were, because they're close in age, they have certain things that they're going through together. Now, we don't know his uh, time of birth. No. So we don't know where his ICMC is on right. his chart. So I can't tell you that. But what I do know is that they have the nodes, the North and the South node. They both have them in a Leo South node, Aquarius North node, like me. <laughs> <laughs> and that that Jupiter, it was T-squaring both of their nodes. Like, oh. And Jupiter is a planet <laughs> of opportunity. T-squared. <gasps> Holy They're fuck, t-squared. you're right. They're yeah. T-squared. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Well, Jupiter was T-squaring both of their nodes over the summer. And so for uh, Jupiter being the bringer of gifts and opportunities and opening doors to T-square the nodes, which are is karma. Yeah. The node is, is south yeah. node is is your past and the and the north node is is your karmic trajectory, like where you're headed. And they both have that T-square from Jupiter basically saying, like, hey, this is a moment that you're gonna have an t- opportunity to get on your nodal journey. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it's like basically Jupiter's opening that door for them to be like your nodal journey, your destiny is this way. If you want to walk through there, you know, hand in hand together, so Being to speak. Arrowhead pointing you home. I know, right? <laughs> is so that, is that a that's lyric? a lyric? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also want to mention that our last episode we went into her past life. Perhaps I had Chad oh, right, write right. a past life journey for her. Um, and then I found out after we aired the episode that there is a song she wrote that is that story of her being a queen in a castle and being abandoned by her people. Like Castles Crumbling, right? There's a yeah. song called <laughs> Castles Crumbling. I didn't realize it till the drive it's literally home almost, after that podcast. It's almost <laughs> exactly word for word the nodal story. That's why it, it blew well, my was, mind. It's interesting that you said that because you know after the karma is her boyfriend remark, I was like, wow, it's like she manifests reality with her with her music, and then you now you're saying yes too. Well, mean, I mean, if you go that far back on her debut album, people bring it up all the time for Travis and Taylor. Is she has a song called Mary's Song? Oh my my my, where she sings about how. I'll be 87, you'll be 89, yeah. which are their numbers. Right. And like, what right. an exact, she wrote it about neighbors from like way yeah. back then. Oh, but it's funny. a love story. Wow. And she uses those exact numbers. I'll be 87, you'll be 89. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. What's also interesting about that is, of course, 87 is his number, 89 right. is her number because it's the year she was born. And that's just her thing. Like, yeah. Right. You know, she wrote an album called 1989, but it's reverse, right? Right. So what's really interesting about their charts is that her Mars is conjunct his Venus, like to the degree. Wow. Oh, wow. So that symmetry there, gotcha. is, you know, which actually makes me almost think that if they do have a karmic past, that they might have been flip-flopped where she was the male and he was oh, the female. Yeah, well, she yeah. is the man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is she's the man. <laughs> Isn't that a lyric? She, no, it's a song called The Man. Oh. The other thing mm. that was happening was that the sun during, you know, on the 8th, basically, mm. the day that the oh, Speaks Now her, release day? Um, oh, was it or also It was the announcement, now? not oh, the... Oh, it was the announcement? I didn't mm. know that. Um, the sun was conjunct her Chiron in Cancer. And so it was really pulling out of her that nurturing, loving mother 
energy that she has mm-hmm. to heal other people. So wow. it's very likely that that show in particular was incredibly powerful and that it hit on like all levels and he was there watching her. Yeah. So for because me, it was, it was like... He got the um, full blast. Yeah. She announced her Speak Now re-record that day. That day. And so he was at the show for that one, which is the first time she performed Long Live Live. Uh, and so he got to see one of the coolest shows. Yes. What a little butthead. Well, uh, it's but, Jupiter was opening his door. But Speak Now is also an incredibly powerful album for her, which is also weirdly the one where the vault track Castle's Crumbling is on. Oh, wow. <laughs> so and, weird. Oh, so Castle's Crumbling is a vault track. It's a vault track. So that wasn't released until July. Yes, correct. So no one had heard that song. Mm-hmm. Wow. Until July. And she sang it with Haley Williams. Oh Paramount. my gosh, that's insane. So I figured it was just a song on Speak Now. No, no, we never heard it. But it's actually just been released and mm-hmm. we had just had that episode very soon after that where we talked about it. That's so weird. Wow. That I is know weird. That. I didn't realize it was a vault yeah. track. Yeah. And then the other thing for him is that he had transiting Venus and Mars that were conjunct at the time on his south node. Oh. So the whole, you know, you know, divine masculine, divine feminine Yin Yang, they were conjunct on his south node, which is his past lives, his his karmic history. Wow. So it, it really rings that maybe this was karma and their karmic history coming back, circling oh, back. Oh, almost like, okay, so we could like make it cinematic. Like he's out we there should. in the audience and he's got his little friendship bracelet. And then <laughs> all of a sudden it just, he like gets hit with yes. like, like, because I don't know about you, I've had spontaneous past life memories before. Oh, that, and mine were oh. triggered. Mine were triggered by um, music. It was a song I heard, and it triggered a, a spontaneous past life memory. So it's something that can happen. Um, yeah. So imagine Could him be. out there, and like she's si- singing these songs and whatnot, and all of a sudden it like rings that bell, and he, it's like the karma bell yeah. goes off inside yeah. of you, the fate, yeah. the destiny. Well, bell. something gave him the idea and the courage to create that bracelet and then talk about it on his show afterwards i'm just saying that this is why we've kind of embraced him in the swifty community is because in order to make a bracelet ahead of time and go to this show before knowing her before talking to her i mean you have to be a swifty oh yeah and understand The community. And yeah. when he talks about it, he gets excited talking about it even before they were talking. And he's like, oh, Jason, you haven't heard of this? This is the whole thing. But they do have some connections. Like the Miles Teller um, is a huge Eagles fan, has been with, I believe it's the Eagles fan. Maybe and who's Miles fan. Teller? Miles Teller is a famous actor, and him and his wife were in <laughs> Not the... Not that famous, I guess, because we don't know who he is. <laughs> we don't know. Sorry. Well, to me, he's a famous actor, um, but him and his wife were also in the I Bet You Think About Me music video for Taylor Swift, and I might be getting it wrong, because Paul Rudd is a fan of one of the teams, and Miles Teller is a fan of the other You mean Eagles, teams. Chiefs. Yeah. I think Miles Teller is an Eagles fan, and Paul Rudd's a Chiefs fan. Just yeah. hoping I have that right. Um, but there is a connection to the Kelsey brothers with Miles Teller. And I him see. and his wife were in the I Bet You Think About Me music video. So there is actually already some previous There were some light some connections. small degrees of... of it, honestly, it reminds yeah. me of you and Pete meeting where it's like all these you, sh- you could have met, you could have met, you could have met, but you didn't until the right moment. The right moment, yeah. You, you mean my relationship between a Sagittarius and a Libra? Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. 
S yeah. exactly. S T squared. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. So anyway, that was what was happening this summer that that I could see. There might be more things that happen, obviously. Well, it, but it, these are the things that's difficult not being able to know his house system which yeah. we can't know without Once the time again, if you're listening or taylor if you're listening or donna i mean if any of you mama kelsey you're we the one don't, we want we don't have to share the time with anyone yeah we can just talk about the traits if there's a way for us to get that information we might mama kelsey we might be able to predict when they might have your grandbabies <laughs> so you know pass it she along some wow babies already wow but they're gonna have more well, yeah. Yes. Well, are they? Is that well, astrology? <laughs> okay. So in my heart, and it, and I I look at the world through rose-colored glasses, So, it, but in my heart and in my, I don't know, knowingness, I feel that they will get married and have a family. So then I shifted to now, what's happening right okay. now, because it is a big time. Um, obviously, she was just on the cover of Time. You know, they rule the world right now. We, everybody is in their afterglow moment of, oh, of this. Well done. Yeah. it's a, it's a Is that another time. lyric? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even know. Afterglow's a song. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I don't, I, I don't even try. See, it just comes out of me. So right now, the transiting North Node is trining her son. Uh, so, so where the North Node is right now yes. is trining her son. Yeah, the North Node is in Aries, and it's trining her son in Sagittarius. And that's a... What? Oh, it just made me wonder if it was happening to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> what degree is your son? 18. Yeah, definitely. Hers <laughs> is 21. Oh, okay. So your sons are mm-hmm. very close together. Yeah, so oh. this is happening for you, too, sis. Um, so, again, as I mentioned earlier, when it's the Nodes... It's all about fate and destiny. It's big stuff, right? So this is alignment with life purpose. It feels as though things are falling into place more easily, allowing alignment with your destiny. You're likely to find that expressing your true self and pursuing what makes you feel alive and authentic is both fulfilling and leads to growth. It's kind of like the sun is shining on my destiny kind of a thing. So it's a really powerful moment. It makes perfect sense. She has sun in the first house, which also makes perfect sense. You know, it so basically the whole world, the whole world see sees her. Yeah, she's who she should. is. <laughs> the whole world is basking in her glow right now. She's definitely at, at a peak moment. Mm-hmm. And that very much sounds like this transit. Um, my, my own transit is much less lucrative, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, for her, and the lucrative part is that jam-packed second house on, with Capricorn. Oh, gotcha. Capricorn is the money-making sign. Like, Capricorn is the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the sign that, like, makes the money. And she has that on her second house of money. Gotcha. And she has, like, a whole <laughs> string of planets. Yeah. I mean... So she's aligned like she was going to be a billionaire. Yeah, There's yeah, millions yeah. Of it pretty much looks like that. I mean, if you look at her chart, let me show you guys now. You'll see it on our Instagram, but um, basically, look at this second house. So she Holy has shit. she has Uranus at four degrees, Mercury at eight degrees, Neptune at eleven degrees, Saturn at thirteen degrees. Wow! So she's got a ton of Capricorn in the money maker. Yes. Yeah, wow. You know? And then opposite that, in the eighth house, we have Chiron, Jupiter, and the moon. Now, what's really interesting about her chart and something that I think is what makes her so powerful is that almost all of her personal planets are conjuncting her 
outer, outer planets. It, it's like... I mean, is her, that why, like, her music feels so... Yeah, because outer planets are generational. They speak to mm-hmm. large groups of people born around each other. Mm-hmm. Depending on the planet, it, you know, they, they really mark the the, the generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so, typically, if you have... Out, we all have the outer planets, but if they're not, you know, in close proximity to any of your personal planets, they're not going to be as expressed in you personally. Mm-hmm. They're going to express on you generationally with, like, your peers and your culture, right, but, but not, not so you. much personally. All of her outer planets are, like, sandwiched between personal planets. Yeah. So that just makes them more personal and makes her even more, you know in a sense, relatable to more people Mm -hmm. because it's a bigger energy. So, Well, with her Mercury in between the Uranus and the Neptune, I mean, it almost feels a little bit like she is the voice of her generation. Yeah, she has a megaphone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a megaphone, but it's also with Neptune, you know, with Uranus, it's the disruptor energy. Yeah. Which she is a disruptor. Yeah, for sure. And with Neptune, it's that dreaminess, that ability for her to like transcend space Mm -hmm. and time and bring us somewhere with her lyrics, which is Mercury. Well, and then the Saturn being in there too. I mean, yeah. Then that's the working, that work ethic is right there. And then, you know, not too far off that is Venus in Aquarius at one degree. Yeah. Okay, so she has just, Venus just over Mm -hmm. in Aquarius. Um, But still in the second house. But still in the second house, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's her values kind of come into that Mm -hmm. whole. And then she's got those powerful oppositions to Cancer. Yeah. Where where Jupiter and Chiron are right next to her moon. It's like she's being pulled apart all of the time and she just shares it with everyone so that everyone pretty much true Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. wow and then she's also got um you know we know as i called her a disruptor with uranus we also know eris is the great disruptor that's the the biggie and of course she's got eris trining her nodes okay well trining her south node and sextiling her north node wow and so you know eris is fundamental in her in her destiny is, gotcha. is tied up in her destiny. So th- I think that Saturn is mm-hmm. a workhorse and it keeps her driven and focused. She has Saturn in Capricorn. That's the ruler of Saturn. It, you know, that's the best place you could have Saturn. Mm-hmm. And it's sandwiched right between all these other powerful planets, uh, especially considering that her moon is the opposite and that's her emotional world. Mm-hmm. And so the oppositions in Cancer and Capricorn are a huge piece yeah. of who she is. Granted, she's also that Sagittarius wild card. I, I'm looking, that we love about her is that looking she's at funny. Her, her, I think mm-hmm. it's her Sagittarius, and I know this is true for myself, and it saves her. It, it's yes. her humor every yeah. time. Yes. If you can't she's laugh, so funny. really. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, even looking at that kind of stuff, you can only imagine what she was going through in Brazil with the emotional oh. well, side. Well, Cancer and... Moon, like Jupiter Moon and Cancer, yeah. that you don't get more sensitive than that. Right. You don't get more empathetic than that. So in that grief that she mm-hmm. must have felt over losing that fan, like how, yeah. you know, that that had to really knock her oh, absolutely. down a little bit. And, and that, for me, when I thought about it was, you know, Travis showed up. Mm-hmm. And I I assume, we don't know, but I'm assuming he was an incredible support for her during that time. I would hope so. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I, I mean, they still seem good. So I'm hoping that that's exactly what happened and that she and the people around her continue to take care of her and that she knows that it's not 
like her it's fault. not her fault because i think it's really easy in situations like that you know the ariana grande went through something similar oh my god that Manchester was awful. bombing i mean artists care so much about the safety of their fans um but i mean they brazil did start to see after that the fans demanding things be changed for the other venues yeah. um yeah. she it was a catalyst for change the disruptor disruptor yeah. absolutely absolutely and that you know we all, all of us women now, uh, we've got to channel heiress. Like, if we're going to get a leg up through the, all of this, like we were talking earlier, we've all got to channel that mm. heiress energy of, you know, throw chaos into the mix, you know. And while you, while they're not looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we get shit done. Yeah, yeah. So, throw the apple and run. Yeah, <laughs> and then get busy. Yeah. Um, all right. So some of the other transits that she has right now is transiting Uranus and Taurus is opposing her Mars in Scorpio. Now that's been going on for a while. Mm. So I feel like um, probably this has been happening around the launch of her tour. Mm. And Uranus is just like gets your attention. Uranus mm. shakes shit up. Uranus is like shock and awe. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what her concert is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it, it rules electricity too. And oh. you can see how much, you know, <laughs> that goes on during her show mm-hmm. alone. Uh, so she's really getting people's attention this year. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's what? A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an ongoing uh, transit, which is just, we can see, um, you know, Mars is that drive that she has mm-hmm. and that ferocity of purpose and because it's sits right on her ascendant like she's mm. mars rising she's a very dynamic person mm-hmm. like we all know that anyone with mars rising is like you don't forget them you meet them and you're like they stick in your head because they're so dynamic my partner is a mars rising and oh. that's how i felt when i first saw him like i was like lightning bolts mm-hmm. which you know karen because yeah, I, I was there <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the effect of a mars rising which is beautiful with his, why I said, is with his Mars sun. So oh, it's very yeah, similar. Yeah, a Mars yeah. sun is very similar to a Mars rising. It's gotcha. very dynamic and powerful. Um, so also right now she has Jupiter and Saturn trining sextiling all of her Capricorn planets. Oh. So all of that power in her second house, that's just the get shit done. And, and her amazing writing ability is mm-hmm. all in there. And her work ethic is all in there. Her integrity all of that is being positively uh, transited by Jupiter and Saturn. She's going to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's basically when I did a little research on that transit. That's basically what it said. She's going like, to make more money. money machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, I also, because I've been obsessed with Hecate, as yeah, we all yeah. know, I decided I'd look at her Hecate. Uh, and just as a side note, just because I think it's interesting, um, she has Hecate in Gemini. In the seventh house, it creates a really interesting dynamic between intuition and logic. Intuition is Hecate. Logic is Gemini. And uh, she would have a talent for articulating intuitive insights or or spiritual experiences in a logical and accessible way. That's exactly what her lyrics do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's exactly what her lyrics do. They mine our deep darkness they she mines that in all of us when we listen Mm -hmm. to her music something is happening like it's mining your dark like your not darkness but your deep thoughts your deep personal feelings and your deep it is your diary brings them out yeah and she helps you look at them and feel them and then you can let them go and that's what healing is that's really interesting you know as someone who's 
doesn't know her her music very well and whatnot, but just watching this from the outside, so she's doing she is collectively helping women feel seen um mm-hmm. and understood mm-hmm. on a big scale. Like like it's mm-hmm. like she says, I see you, I understand, yep. I know. And then all of the people that get kind of activated by her music to feel that way all then see each other. Yes. And so it just it's like exponential if that makes sense that's why it's been so great having my little tater tot over here because you know that is something and weirdly i mean i've got a lot of swifty friends Mm -hmm. but not quite to the same level i am if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like they they know they like the music they pay attention to things but i don't know if this is just my forever special interest in my world but um, when people want to actively talk to me about her or the music, especially because it's for me, it's always been I like her as a person, but her music has spoken to yes. my soul, right? So when people want to talk about it and dissect lyrics and and talk about how they felt, like there's a whole part of my being that does feel seen, and I'm like, you understood that song too? Ah, yes, and yeah, it's like mind meld. Well, I mean, and then her Hecate is there. Yeah. And so she's creating magic. Pretty much, yeah. Because Hecate, it it rules the occult and magical forces. And she's not out there trying to be all witchy. No, no, no. no, I'm sorry. No, she's she's the Evermore set. Well. (laughs) No, I have not. A little bit witchy. (laughs) I feel like she's moving in that direction more as she gets older. She's definitely embracing that, like. A spiritual mm-hmm. ability to like set a mood, set a vibe, set oh, yes. you know a tone that tends towards witchy. <laughs> well, it's, I mean I Willow uh, in in the tw- on the Eras tour, the song Willow. I mean, it's just pure. They're all wearing dark green. It upset cloaks. so many conservatives yeah. this summer. <laughs> they're wearing dark green hooded cloaks with the hood up, and they're holding these glowing fiery orbs, fiery orbs and they're dancing around like witches in a circle. It's so good. Well, and then hers, it's in so the good. seventh house. Yeah. So that's wow. the, that's, you know, that's opposite her first, meaning that's, I'm my first house. Everything else is the seventh house. Right. How it tends to be more personal, like the, the MC, the highest mm. point is more public. The, the DC, that's why it rules marriage and partnerships. But that's how people, her fans feel about her. Yeah. You feel yeah, like you're in kinda... partnership with her. Right. It's the parasocial relationship. Because people talk all the time, why do you have such a parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift? But what a lot of times those people don't realize is she was literally on Tumblr talking to us. So before she went into hiding, she used to retweet people. She used to go on Tumblr and look at their memes and add silly things. And so that's why there's so many inside jokes like, stars, do you like them? All about talking about how she's terrible at drawing stars. And like, (laughs) but she would talk to us like you were any other friend yeah. literally she yeah. used to be on myspace and yeah. i remember that time because that's how old i am with it is like i i was on her myspace page back in the day um and so she kept up that parasocial relationship with her fans for so long so the people who've been around for 17 years like we don't a lot of times people will think that we're crazy now. I'm like, we're not. This is this is who she was. And she's toned it down a little, which is fine. I respect it. But it's 
it is a different relationship with her than other celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to her at that Mm -hmm. time, but I even feel that way now Mm -hmm. uh, because she's just so damn relatable. Like there's just something about her. She just talks like a normal person and she has fears and insecurities like a normal person. Like she's not stars. They're just Just like like us. us. (laughs) Except she can't draw them very well. can't draw stars. Yeah. Um, Hecate and Gemini can also indicate that social interactions and connections play a significant role in your spiritual and mystical experiences. Mm. So we see her with her girl squad a Mm. lot. You know, that's, you know, her social life is a huge part of her. Yes. You know, she, she loves to spend time with her friends. Um, And you may find that discussions, writing, or other forms of communication are important in your spiritual practices or in how you experience and process transformative phases in your life. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like nails it. I mean, yeah, she wow. Was- One of the things that I've always related to her the most is that I process through writing. Now, my writing is not award-winning, chart-topping, <laughs> bringing in money music or anything like that, but She's been known to, she'll just wake up in the middle of the night and start writing or yes. she'll dream a lyric or she'll, and I've had those experiences. Um, and so I can picture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go through totally. a thing, you write a thing. She was at Jack Antonov's house drinking gaslighter rosé and eating raisins and then wrote, you're losing me. You had tracks. That makes perfect sense to me. Well, listen to this. Hecate's presence in the seventh house can sometimes indicate challenges or mysteries to be unraveled in relationships. You might encounter partners who bring profound lessons and whose presence in your life requires you to face aspects of your subconscious. Interesting. <laughs> That's her. Yeah. That's her writing. That's her music. That's also yours, Karen. Yeah, seventh mm-hmm. house. Not, not in Gemini, but in the seventh no, house. No, but you have you have yeah, yeah. in the seventh house. Um, so just as Hecate guided individuals through challenging paths and mythology, this placement might indicate that your relationships serve as a guide for your personal growth. Partners may appear in your life to help you navigate through your own transformative processes. That's wow. right. And she's literally famous for this. Yeah. It's her stepping yeah. stone. Yes. But I mean, uh, just a point of clarification, though, it's not saying that they're the reason she's famous. No, it's no, just, just clarifying that. Alec, but no, through these lessons from relationships, she's been able to to grow herself. I just some they're people might take it wrong. Absolutely, they've no. been a tool to her in her own self discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the seventh house is, is it, we all have a seventh house, mm-hmm. and our seventh house is what sort of. Help, gives us a mirror of ourselves back to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your, you know, your identity is in your first house, but yet your seventh house is the reflection of that. Right. And so her re- people with heavy seventh house placements tend to learn most about themselves through their relationships because that's the mirror looking back at them. And for her, that's Hecate, mm-hmm. which is the intuition. Well, and it's funny because I think, I think this is true for both of us that until you read Hecate, neither of us have anything in the seventh house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like a hidden it, thing. It's hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's all that Which, she has. And you know what the word occult means? Hidden. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, we don't know where his Hecate is, but it's also in Gemini, very close to hers, because they're just a few months yeah. apart. We just don't know um, where it's placed. We don't know if start. his is in the seventh house, because we don't know, but... But they both have it in Gemini. So there is that with Gemini and Hecate, this fluidity of, of being able to like get whatever you're intuiting out through through communication. Yeah. yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. Gemini. So that that's um, 
you know, for I'm not exactly clear how fast Hecate moves yet. Yeah. But but I I think she moves relatively quickly. So well, just, just looking because we know he's a few months older and his yeah. is at 19. Yeah. And hers is at 10. Yeah. So it was retrograde. Yeah, it's hard between. to say because of retrograde. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll have to check it. Uh, look up her the the orbit of Hecate. Yeah. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what it is, but. Yeah, they definitely had it, you know, in the, in, at least in the same sign. Okay. Then I also decided to look at transiting Hecate for oh. her right now. And right now she has transiting Hecate conjunct her midheaven. That's why everyone's calling her a witch. Yeah, so Hecate <laughs> Hecate is, is conjunct the highest point in her chart. Wow. Well, earlier we said Saturn in July was conjunct the lowest part in her oh, chart. Yeah, this is yeah. the opposite of that. This mm. is in Virgo. So the, you know, transiting Hecate conjunct MC and Virgo, you might find yourself at a crossroads needing to make important decisions about your professional life. It's an opportunity to align your career with your deeper understanding of yourself and the world in a way that is both practical and service oriented. Mm. For her having Virgo on the midheaven, her legacy Beyond her fame and her music is her acts of service mm-hmm. yeah. because Virgo is acts of service. So, right. so you might think, you know, like Madonna has like Leo on the 10th house and her son there. It's all about her and being a star. Mm-hmm. For Taylor, being an Aquarian North Node and having Virgo on the midheaven and her being so public, she's about service. Yeah, she's, she's not m- only in it for herself. She's more about the collective. She's more about the humanitarian aspects that she's able to do. She's just not doing it super publicly, you know, right. because that's just not her character. She's pretty private about her. Yeah, but she's a giver. Like, she gives yeah, and absolutely. gives and gives, like we've mentioned that well, she... Well, it's interesting you're talking about career and a crossroads there because there's been a lot of weird things that... There's just speculation. People remembered that she's planning on releasing a movie um but also now like the reputation tour is getting taken off of netflix um the heiress tour is going to be available to rent at home but no purchasing yet and it makes me wonder if she's not creating a place for her fans to have her stuff that is separate from all oh, her own network that's what I'm. I was oh, laughing the other day we when you were talking dream. about Taylor's version or television, and I was like, "Well, I mean, could be both at some point." Yeah, if I, you're not a Swifty, and people are talking about TV. You might get confused. <laughs> it happened to me. <laughs> but I mean, the idea that maybe she would then have a media center, yeah, of her own wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past her. I have long said that I think that when she gets older. Um, and maybe is still releasing music, but isn't really on to touring as much. Like when she's in her 50s, 60s, that she she very likely even before then could have her own record label. Um, I, that I've always specializes in yeah. artists' rights and songwriters. That's the Aquarian North Node. Uh, that's man, that's her destiny. I this, think it would be one yeah. of the best things she would ever. And I love her. So saying this is a lot, but I think it would be one of the best things I she think could she's going to direct films. Yeah, she's really good at directing. And she kind of put that Easter egg in the time thing about saying that the Eras tour is now all a movie to her. And so people are thinking um, there may be a documentary coming for what this re-recording process has been like, which I would love. I bet there Uh, will be. I think so, too. She frequently will document her recording process in general for fans to get an insight on how it works, which the... It itches a different part of my brain to see her make the music. It's incredible to it's, watch. It's a whole other experience. 
But I do agree. I think that she will get into screenwriting. I would also love to see her write like a musical and win a Tony Award. Yes. EGOT. She's going to have an EGOT. <laughs> I mean, she's only 33. She's going to have an EGOT. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. She's already halfway there. Yeah. And, and what's so exciting about her is because, you know, when you look at the astrology and you look at that Aquarian North Node and you look at that Virgo Midheaven, mm-hmm. you just know that she is going to make things that are going to empower the collective, and not just how? herself. Like it's going to, it's going to set uh, so many people free in that mm-hmm. sense of of it it's not just benefiting her it's going to benefit everyone that that is right. the core of aquarian north node of which they share together so and he has done so much work mm-hmm. they're they're going to start a foundation yeah he has done all kinds of work with i think with uh, underprivileged children yes. and yes. he you can just tell the man has like a heart of gold i'm sorry Absolutely. i can just tell like he is he is so playful and so silly but so supportive and so like he gets it he's like the future masculine you know what i mean in that mm. sense that it gives right, me hope he's still masculine but he's not afraid of the more sensitive sides it's like the opposite he's not of fragile sick masculinity yes that's a, it's a healthy masculinity yes but it's still super masculine it's, yes it's absolutely. not like we're you know it, it embodies he's that. not scared of the feminine. <laughs> Going back to the thing you were talking about movies, I just, I had this thought of, you know, so many people are scared of Taylor and her power and her fans, but how uh, changing it'll be for the movie industry if she really is writing her own screenplays and directing her own films. Because, I mean, let alone her just concert movie that people broke records for, um, there's been, been a long standing uh, conversation around the fact that the movie industry is been kind of dying out of original stories and it's been a lot of just let's take this book or this comic book or we'll do a repeat of this movie and not a lot of originality coming out in films but that is who she is she can tell an incredible story well and how you can't have an aquarius north node and be like everybody else no no and she has venus and aquarius oh yeah so you know venus and aquarius uh, venus is your value system there's a lot of innovation there's a lot of innovation there's a lot of out of the box thinking there and it's not conforming energy no it's it's Mm -hmm. energy that blazes its own trail no I, i mean honestly would love to see it because because I think, and, and you can attest to this, Britta, that I always have encouraged individual, like not yes. individualism that excludes other people and right, but but being, being true to yourself is so, so important. And I would love to see that message just slammed on. What a different realm for people to become Taylor Swift fans because you don't have mm-hmm. to like her movie to en- or like her music to enjoy her movie. Right. Yeah. Right. And that could be a whole other realm of people realizing just what an incredible storyteller she yes. is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah, maybe you don't like that music style. That happens all the time and that's valid, but her storytelling right. is impeccable. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think she would hire people to support her vision that are capable of seeing it through. Mm-hmm. And I keep using vision and see because what she would be doing is showing everyone the world through her eyes. Right. Well, and she already has, you know, she's 
Finn and Greta Gerwig was talking right. about her in the interview. Yes, yes. I mean, how incredible would that the, that duo be? But yeah. I think she does want to direct herself so eventually. Yeah, but well, um, she directed she's been directing her music videos for yeah, a long yeah. Time she and now. she directed the Ten Minute All Too Well, mm-hmm. which which is like a short film. Yeah, it has a break yeah. where they have like dialogue. I won't ever forget the night that I watched that video. Is the night it all clicked for me, right? Because that. I mean, I, I still can't get through that song. Like, I well, still, like, I still just, she's like... She's also spent all this time building her own empire with friends, too. Yep. I mean, some of her friends are some of the best actors and yes. actresses in Hollywood. Yes. They know people. She could call someone and be like, so my film, and they'd be like, I am in, where yeah. and when. I didn't know that she's really good friends with Emma Stone. Yep. And I just saw them That's out what together, the song and I was like, "Emma falls in love" is about. Oh, is it's it It's about really? Emma Stone falling in love with Andrew Garfield. It is. Yeah. Gosh, see, I learn something every day. It's a beautiful song. I love Emma Stone. She's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So then, uh, moving beyond the here and now, in late December. Oh, we're getting into predictions. Yeah. Ooh. In Ooh. late December, she has Venus conjuncting her Mars and Scorpio. And that also means Venus, he's having a Venus return because his Venus is conjunct her Mars. Longest sissy. So it's going to I'm going to say they're going to have a really hot holiday season together. <laughs> nice. And it's going to be a real, it's in Scorpio. It's in Scorpio. It's going to be a little bit dirty. We should have put a warner for their moms if they were like, yeah. don't listen to this part. Well, maybe that's why he bought a whole ass mansion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day where someone, you probably saw this, where someone saw him shopping for her to come visit, like saw him doing the shopping trips. No, no. It's cuter than that. Oh, is it? So after seeing the interview where she talks about on on a day after tour, she does a full day of rest. She stays in bed. She stays in bed, doesn't talk, veggies out. She was at his house and he was buying the snacks for her. He was, he was buying her her veggie. And he went to two stores because he to get everything well, on I the list. I just got to give my love to Kansas City, Missouri right now because yeah, they're cool. When they have been out and about, there have been, I mean, there was like one very far away photo from the Christmas party um, that ended up getting leaked. But for the most part, people like I mean, hours after they've been at a place go, oh my gosh, well, I was at dinner and I saw them and it was so cool. But complete privacy. Yeah. Nice. Like, Missouri, yeah. you're doing it right. You're that's doing... A- no. They're doing that right. We won't get into some of the other... The rest of the stuff in Missouri is a shit show. <laughs> but when it comes to And their- we say that as, as daughters of yeah. um, someone from We come from, from Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Our dad was born and raised there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually have heard other people talk mm-hmm. about how Chiefs fans are known. And the Kansas City is one of the best cities to be... Um, you know, a, a famous football player because people are so cool. That's you know, nice. and that's why he felt safe enough to drive her down the road in a convertible. Right. You know, because... I'm sure they had conversations yeah. about that ahead of time. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so, okay, yeah. Okay, so after sessy, sessy We're assuming they're having a sessy <laughs> holiday. Uh, and probably just a really great time of connection for them. Yeah, true. Scorpio is um, definitely they get, deep and intimate. They both have time off, so they're yeah. really going to get to just enjoy each other being, you know, off the road mm-hmm. and and together. And I'm sure they're going to love having their families connect and all of that. So that's going to be how lovely. He's becoming a cat person because he's not a cat person. And that's oh, is that be... right? It's he, interesting. He likes dogs more. Yeah. But Taylor's kind of dealt with that with her own family. 
Well, I've seen the the videos with her and her mom's dog, Kitty. Her mom has a dog. Mom's that's bigger dog than me. is named Kitty, Kitty, and he's massive. Well, I yeah. saw. Is he's like a? He looks he's, like a Great Dane. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a Great Dane Doberman. His name is Kitty. Yeah, I didn't know that. And the, he'll go on the private jet with them. And <laughs> chaos. So they can go here, Kitty, Kitty. Uh huh. To that giant dog. I want to say something as an aside for all the haters out there about the jet. Oh. When See? you break down and look at what happens to her when she's in public, it's insanity. How mm-hmm. could she ever get on a commercial flight? No, Which she just couldn't. never happen. They, I mean, your entire, every single other plane in the airport, I mean, you would all be late. They would shut down the airport. It's the same thing about people wanting her to speak out about different things because it, it's safety at the end of the yeah. day. She cares more about safety. And she also, and some people get, they're like, oh, you donate the, co- the coins for carbon emissions. It's just money. But she does actually pay she to try to carbon offset, offset mm-hmm. as oh, she much does. as she can. Yes, yeah, she does that. Awesome. So, I mean, but there really is no feasible way for There's her to no get on possible a public way. jet no. ever. No, it would just never happen. No. Like you, they would have to shut the whole airport down. So Everyone's I just want, would be I want y'all on that train to just get on off that train. And, all right. So are we ready? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now I'm moving in We're from, from sassy, sassy New Year's yeah. to... So February, uh, we have a significant transit with the nodes again, where North Node is conjunct her heiress, but that also is trining... And sextiling her nodes. So Eris is activated with the node. So we'll see. Something mm-hmm. might happen in February that really like gets the world's attention again as mm-hmm. far as she's concerned. Um, I mean, I don't know what the nature of it would be. But mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's it's a destiny thing because it's the nodes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, <clears throat> Eris is going to be activated for her. So there might be some disruption. So there might some be sort. some disruption. We'll see. Okay. Um, but May is where things really get exciting. Yes, it is. And May... The, well, well, I'm getting married in that's May. That's true. Exciting. <laughs> Britta is getting married in May. That is the Maybe most exciting Maybe she's going to come. Thing. Maybe She that's... will be in Sweden. Oh, never mind. Okay, my okay, wedding. okay. <laughs> but I'd love a note. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Okay, sorry, can't oh, RSVP. Can you please? <laughs> um, so basically in May, transiting Jupiter, Sun... Uranus and Venus Ooh, are all grouping up. They're all going to be um, together in Taurus. That's big for anyone with something in Taurus. Well, I have, that's me. I have, <laughs> wow. I have moon and rising in Taurus. Um, will be opposing her, her Mars and squaring her nodes. Oh. Okay, so it's a quite a, a large combination mm-hmm. of energy. We've got Jupiter, which is bringing gifts and opportunities and, and also making things big. And making mm-hmm. everything big. And then the sun, of course, just illuminates everything and sort of pow- is a power-up right. kind of energy. Uranus, which is that, again, wild card, you know, <laughs> came out of left field kind of thing, shocking yeah. thing. And then Venus, which is the planet of love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and squaring the nodes, that is just another, yet another nodal point, which, again, yeah, is so a destiny. She's got a, next year's got a lot of destiny stuff yeah in she's it. got uh, her nodes are very much activated yeah this year um so that's is this that means this these years are all sort of setting the stage for her future which could be mm-hmm. marriage what? you know so the final thing that happens in may that really sort of makes me think that could be the time where they shack up or 
do something to start to combine their lives in, in more of a permanent way. Get a cat. Or, or get engaged even, but maybe not. If she's she's still touring through all of May. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible. But um, basically, Jupiter's moving into her seventh house. That's like, oh, that's basic okay. astrology. Like Jupiter yeah. moves into your seventh house. Probably something is going to happen around partnership. Well, and Jupiter is not a fast mover. So no, it takes a year. So Jupiter will be in her seventh house for a year. Starting in May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it could, you, you know. One year. Most it. likely <laughs> it'll be happening in the next year. I mean, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Let's face it. Um, well, it's interesting to consider that makes sense after she already had a relationship that lasted six years. Yeah, but that doesn't always work. No, I mean, no. It, if you were to look at their charts, you might see all the things. You know, we've never looked at that to yeah. see where her well, and Joe lay. As someone who met my current husband and was engaged within three months. Yeah. Um, I get it. When you, you know, know when you, you know. know, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you're when you're in your thirties and you've had a history of relationships and whatnot, mm-hmm. like I was in my forties when I met my current husband, um, you've already had a chance to figure out what mm-hmm. works and what doesn't work. And so when you meet the person, it it's like, well, why why mess around? You right. know? Right. And also, it, you know, the mid 30s, it's about that time that you, you start stabilizing. But, and that you have to think about children and you because you're either and, going yeah. to want to start having them because while well, your <laughs> eggs are good yeah. or you're going to bank your eggs. Oh, so, yeah. Which I could see her doing. Many women do that now. Mm-hmm. That's It's an awesome thing, actually, that you can do that now. You can mm-hmm. just bank your eggs and, and you know, yeah. <laughs> implant them when you want, like Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, which is incredible. Um, also a Paris Hilton fan, so don't hate me. Her reality show, Paris, Paris in Love, was incredible. I watched mm-hmm. two seasons straight. Could not stop watching it. I was fascinated by her relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting, Karen. You would probably like it because it's going to echo your relationship with our mom mm-hmm. in ways that will probably surprise you. Interesting. And yet there's, you know, they work through it oh, nice. with a therapist. Like, oh. it's really good. So I highly mm-hmm. recommend that. Um that but yeah so anyway paris you know is in her 40s now and she was able to have her kids that way so uh, taylor may do the same thing but um but it's definitely time to start thinking about those she could pull a beyonce and just announce she's pregnant on an awards show yeah probably one of the most iconic things i've ever seen beyonce do she was just singing her song love on top and then all of a sudden she's like bam baby bump oh is that what she did oh yeah it was iconic that is iconic absolutely iconic and we got Uh, blue ivy so also with transiting Jupiter moving into her seventh house, um, it will trine her Venus in Aquarius. Oh. Okay, because Venus she has Venus in Aquarius at one degree. And so it and so that's conjuncting her DC, which is a you know, opposing her AC. So it's AC being me as myself as a single unit, DC being me and a partner. Yeah. And so it's she's gonna have to like come to terms with that opposition that tension between me being on my own and me being married and Mm -hmm. i can say as a sagittarius yeah that's that's a a big one it is a big one because a sagittarius always wants to know where the exit is yes Um, you know you want to know that you've got an escape plan and whatnot and so marriage is that's what i love about him having the sag moon yeah 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 i just feel like that right there Sun, moon stuff, if you have a sun, moon thing with someone, Mm -hmm. it's like a sign of incredible friendship and bonds. So that means they have that bond on top of being, you know, in love with each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite the same, but my my husband is Sagittarius rising. Similar. similar. So you get that same where you can tell yourself, okay, well, I need a certain amount of 
freedom and flexibility. And you get that sense that that person understands that and is going to accommodate. And that makes you feel safer because you don't feel like you're going to get, you know, locked away or hemmed in because that that will definitely chafe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That will definitely not work for most Sagittarius. Yeah. So, yeah. So we could, I feel like we'll definitely see something major in May that kind of brings them them to the next level. If if we like to come see me, that's fine. (laughs) Well, and and I guess what's, we may not find out about it until later. No, probably not. Yeah. Well, and it's not till September that Jupiter in her seventh house actually opposes her son. And that's so, where she's not touring. Yeah, September uh, is that actual opposition. Before that, it's just it's just moving into it. Gotcha. And so that September time is where that opposition is going to be like me and we, me and we. I got to figure that out. I, I, you know, is that the time to decide that? And you that know, makes sense. She wants that's to get about married. a year after they went public for it the first is. time. So I mean, that's a pretty normal timeline for a relationship to really think like, ooh, am I all in or am I out? Right, right. And for him in May, that same Jupiter, Sun, Uranus, Venus uh, party, that's all opposite his Venus. Oh. So mm-hmm. that could be, you know, and squaring his nodes. Interesting. His nodes are not far from her nodes. So they're going to feel, um, you know, they bump nodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they even bumping nodes. <laughs> oh, my God. They'll both be asking some of the same questions yes. mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, they're the same age. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean to have I'm the that, same distance apart with have, my husband. Yeah, to have that much alignment being mm-hmm. born the same year. Yeah. There's just so much in common. It is. It's honestly awesome. So that's as far as I went into next year. Okay. I was, you know, it's a lot of material to cover. Yeah, but yeah. But I felt like those are the... The yeah. hot spots the that I noticed. Things. That the things now there's probably plenty more. Other astrologers can I find seen a other lot of things. Doing sinistry and yeah, all but of that. This but... is what what caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like you know we can all see the trajectory. It, you don't know have to know astrology to know that they're in love and they're on a trajectory right. towards they're, they're something lasting. Romance makes us all feel like giddy schoolgirls. It does, and it brings back like a little bit of that youthful, hopeful energy that mm-hmm. we all need right now because the world is shit. <laughs> well, if, there's, if there's any couple on the planet who have more people wishing them well, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, it's like, it just, just from an energetic perspective, the amount of people who just want their happiness mm-hmm. and want her happiness right. specifically I mean, if that doesn't manifest something amazing, I don't know what would, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the collective wants it to work out. Yeah, we all do. We're all, I think most of us are rooting for them. And if you aren't, then you, you're you probably a hater and have a miserable life. You're not one of the, <laughs> not one of the people who uh, who watched the her running to him and kissing in oh, his video. Oh, so cute. I watched it from every angle possible. Yes. There were so many damn angles on that. And I, every time I thought I'd seen them all, then there would be another one. And I watched all of them. It I was mean, like a movie. It was, I can't even explain the feeling inside of me watching that. It was literally like it was happening to me. I don't I, understand I, that. I, I don't understand. It like I was watching my very best friend finally get it right and you're like go girl yeah please it it also makes me think a lot about people who are obsessed with the royals you know this is the this is our royal wedding 
if yeah. they if they do get married, imagine that. And yeah. I, I there's a theory that they might do like a private ceremony and then do a public wedding just for yeah. shits and giggles, just to put it that way. I could see um, that. I mean, she which does would have make sense. She, we all need to remember she is Scorpio rising. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there is still a shit ton of her life that she keeps precious and private. Yes. That yeah. we don't know about to this but day. She's also very, very generous with her fans. And, and it's yeah. hard for me to imagine that she wouldn't at least share on some level with her fans. Because I agree. her fans Absolutely. have been with her every step of the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Just for something that big in her life. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she would. Even if it's just a picture of their wedding rings with the cat in the background, she goes, "Look at my cat!" And it's like supposed to be like, I don't know, yeah. yeah. No, it'll like, be. She's got to do something, you know. It, just this concept of her keeping part of her life private and mm-hmm. and but also sharing with her fans. And I think that you could probably expect something similar as things progress. Should things progress. Mm-hmm. She, they started dating. They were falling in love, and then she basically orchestrated. The their, getaway car. Their I mean, tell me that that yes. wasn't actually, oh, you know, being, sure. I'm, and so when the day comes that she's ready to share more news about an engagement or a wedding or a child or any mm. of those kinds of things, she will savor her privacy yeah. for a little while. And then she'll find a way yeah. to, to absolutely set the world on its heels oh, yeah. when she's ready to share absolutely. it. Well, she's... She controls her own narrative. She does. Oh, yeah. And, and she knows when to pause for dramatic effects. Yeah. Well, and it's because yes. she spent so long in her youth not being able to yeah. control mm-hmm. her own narrative that she has really finely tuned that craft. And with her friends, I mean, she still has an incredible group of friends, but it is a different group now. I mean, some of them, them are the same, but she got rid of the friends who were fake friends mm. or friends who didn't quite actually have her best interest yeah. in yeah but now the people who surround her now that's that's ride or die friends yeah, yeah. she's had yeah. for she a trusts. decade yeah um and and so i have a feeling they would all be in on it and oh you know, for sure yeah but so i i agree i think that she will let us know when she wants us to know imagine the um, easter eggs that's i've already thought about it <laughs> Already thought about it. There's Aaron's so been... much to look forward to. <laughs> well, the thing is, little treats. I feel like she just gives us treats. Yes. I mean, you know, she'll just be like, here's a whole new song you never heard before. Well, just it... because I love you. Oh, my gosh. I just had a wild thing happen inside of me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm because I'm not a Swifty, right? Right. You know, but and there, I, I just had this moment of thinking about the songs that she will write one day when she does become a mother. Oh, yeah. Well, have you heard Never Grow Up? Yeah. No. No. I, of course not. <laughs> no. no, I haven't. I mean, that song she wrote almost like from the perspective of her own mother. Yeah. But it's it's about her growing up, but telling children not to grow up. And I used to sing it to my best friend's daughter, Emma, um, when she was a baby. Her birthday was yesterday. Aww. Another Sagittarian woman. Gotta love her. Uh, but Emma's not 10. And I sang that song when she was an itty bitty baby. But it's all about like when when you think about it in terms of children, I yeah, it already makes me cry. So I can only imagine the love oh, vibes yeah. or, or even just songs about pregnancy. Imagine her songs about menopause one day. Jason, Kelsey's wife. Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. Did you see her TikTok where she has it mm-hmm. on her little girl, her baby little girl, and she has that song playing? Aww. And she says something like, don't give me any shit. Like, this is the perfect song for this yeah. moment. <laughs> Kylie is 
a beast at also defending her family. Because she's she incredible. She doesn't really like being in the public spotlight very much. But someone tried to twist a narrative against, like, pitting her against Taylor. And she made a whole TikTok being mm-hmm. like, don't you dare yeah. even start. Don't even like, do it. Why are you messing with... Now, Taylor's mm-hmm. also tall. But Kylie's, like, 6'1", yeah. 6'2". Oh, wow. And, but she also is, like, super into sports. Yeah. I would not fuck with that woman. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with her either. I would just deck you. I wouldn't fuck with her, and I wouldn't fuck with someone who can run on a treadmill for For 44 songs. I mean, 44 songs. It's true. Or dance in Louis Vuittons. Even when the heel comes off. But the the guy who got the heel, I don't know if anyone has heard this. What? So her shoe broke. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. I saw that. Red bottom. Well, so she threw the heel into the the crowd. The guy who got it auctioned it off to pay for his sister's i think it was his sister but it was a family member's cancer treatment oh my and it, god the, the auction went insane so they could actually afford the treatment now oh so my by her Lord. chucking her heel in the audience she literally like helped save someone's Can you life imagine well to me that i mean that kind of echoes that, that aquarius north no does thing. she does it without even without thinking even about trying. it yeah. it it's because aquarius Absolutely. is so off the beaten path anyway. Well, I mean, thing right on the, the heels of her heels. heels. <laughs> <laughs> I said that without even thinking about it. Yeah, literally right on the heels of that of that fan's of death. Yeah. The flip side of that is something like that just happens at the and next now show. Like, right. it was, it's incredible, like, when you think about that it. It is wild. That's yeah. The, yeah, I mean, but she's always done that for Well, she did a whole song <laughs> with... Oh. With one heel and one where she just kept her foot raised. I saw. Like Barbie. But that's my point. <laughs> it looks like Barbie. Barbie. Anyone who can do that yeah. is not someone to be messed no. with. No. No, no. no. It, she is, I mean, as much as she could write the book, The the Most Exquisite Fuck You, mm-hmm. yeah. she she could write a book on, on her selflessness and sacrifice mm-hmm. for the people that she cares about including her fans oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah she always has always will so yeah. it's a 13 hour meet and greet i mean it's gotta be hard for her and, and it's the smart and right thing to do with how much effort the show takes um and just how insane her popularity is now but it's gotta be hard for her to not have um a meet and greet after her show because it's the first time she's not doing meet and well think about why and- she invited a thousand fans to her era's movie premiere well right you exactly. know that's probably where she does the more control she yeah. to do the yeah. secret sessions where she would invite and actually yeah. one, of my, one of my twitter friends holly got to meet her in la wow. for the lover secret session and it's one of the coolest things and when holly was telling me about the experience it was incredible i can't um, even imagine like i would yeah die. i would die I would die. I would die. Long standing dream of mine to meet her. But I always have this weird, and I like to pretend it's my Pisces intuition um, and not just delusion. But if Travis has taught me anything, delusion could be real. (laughs) That uh, one day Taylor is just meant to be my friend and my comrade. So I'm not really meant to meet her in a fan capacity. Is that it? Like once I release my book of poetry, that she'll just (laughs) talk to me about writing and that's where I'll bond, you know? Yeah. It's I, delusion, but no, I love it. I, I'm going to I'm going to visualize that for you. Aww. I think that I would, should happen. I would love to just talk with her about writing. Yeah, for like hours. I'm now <laughs> pondering. <laughs> we're going to get back to the magic of all of this and and cosmic disruption mm-hmm. sort of themes. 
um, I'm pondering the fact that she's she's got some strange manifestations that are echoing her lyrics and things mm-hmm. like that because the concept of like a hyper sigil you cast a hyper sigil oh. out into the world and then it, it gets activated in various ways and for right. her she has literally millions of people singing her words i mean if there's yeah. anything that would like amplify oh yeah so i like to I mean, think about that with her karma as my boyfriend because when because i mean <laughs> if you think about the midnights to eros tour to joe breakup timeline that happened super fast that was within like five or six months the album comes out yeah. you're singing karma thinking it's about joe which i think at the time it was obviously yeah. written in that because she said karma is the ma- guy on the screen, screen and he's an but, actor but then all of a sudden, now she's sad and she's changed one of the songs on her set list because she started the tour singing Invisible String and then she changed it to The One when they broke up. And Invisible String is all about this relationship, having this yeah. Invisible String tying them together all this time. And The One's about a relationship that didn't work out. And yeah, she swapped that and she said, oh, I'm going to shift things up, you know, just because it's my tour and I'm going to do what I want. And then nothing else changed at all. <laughs> Except that. I was like, no, you broke up and you're sad now and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I sure. think some of that is al- also her authenticity. Yeah. Um, right. You know, yeah. And, and she is, she uses her music as her way of conveying to the world and the universe mm-hmm. for that matter, because listening to her sing, um, remind me as big as the whole sky yeah, oh bigger yeah. than the bigger whole than sky. the whole sky after her fan passed away oh i, mean, I don't know how she did it she i don't either she because that's her language she right. uses her music and her performances to convey what's in her heart and mm-hmm. and what's real with her mm-hmm. you know right. yeah i it's think that, that she chooses her secret songs on what she feels like singing oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah. all of the girls you loved before Right around the time that they would have been meeting, so oh. there are certain so people fans have gone back to look at what secret song she was singing, but you can see it on her face. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden we were like, "Wow, she seems way too happy to be singing this song." That in our minds, if you're broken up with that guy, why would you be happy singing it? Because she had someone new to yeah. sing. Yeah, and I love that Travis can do that to her for her own songs because one of the biggest crimes, in my opinion, is when a person ruins a song for you oh yeah i've always said that music should just don't you can't take my music away from me i don't care if i listen to that song when i was dating you like it's mine yes um and her music is so impactful and obviously to herself so i love that he breathed new life into these love songs for her yeah and she was singing them with her whole heart not just for us but for herself again. Yeah, well, and then yeah. she was just singing that song about, oh, no, I'm falling in yes. love again. <laughs> she just sang that recently. Oh. And, uh, you know, that it was mm-hmm. just so like life imitates or yeah, art Labyrinth imitates life. But n- and now she has, I mean, again, let's get into the energy of it. Now she has millions of fans yeah. mm-hmm. who are adding yeah. energy to that. I mean, that's why when I really interesting. That's when, why when I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode that when, you know, one of the nights where everything just started to click for me and I finally was like, you know, cause I saw Miss Americana, the, the documentary yes. and I, I, I adored it. I, I was like blown away and had just total, total new respect for her, mm-hmm. but I still didn't listen. It wasn't yeah. until the things on TikTok where I saw how much, joy of people were getting plus mm-hmm. people were playing the songs on the tiktok and i was like i like that song i should mm-hmm. listen to that whole album so that was all setting the stage but the night that i heard 
70,000 people scream, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. And I thought they're doing that every night of every... Yeah. That is going out into the universe. Exactly. It's on my keychain. I mean, that's huge. (laughs) It is. So, yeah, you're right. It is. It's magic Mm -hmm. launching. So so if you start to think about the, you know, Barbie, but but, uh, largely Taylor Swift, because, of course, she's also touring around the world Mm -hmm. and whatnot... Yeah. She is acting as sort of a magical amplifier. Mm-hmm. Well, and then not Hecate and Gemini. Oh, yeah. It's words. Yeah. yeah Gemini true. is words. And that's her true. magic. That's yeah. how she is sort of. So we're not saying she's a witch. She is one. Well, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> we're not saying she, but but she's definitely Doing the work. There's energetic <laughs> work going on. She may not be a witch, but she is my lord and savior. <laughs> there you go. Well, what better way to wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this has been fun. We really love, you know, Britta and I could do this for hours. Thank you, Karen, for being us. You know, it was a good idea. We also know, like, you know, our chat, our chat you know, between the three of us is heavily dominated by Taylor Swift. And it seems like you really do enjoy talking about these things. And whether or not you listen to her music is kind of secondary to the fact that she's a very interesting person. Well, that's, I think that's what I'm fascinated by is, is her as a person, Mm -hmm. the way she uses her voice and her power, Mm -hmm. um, the way she is impacting feminism um, the way her yeah. energy shifts the energy of mm-hmm. the planet and, yeah. and whatnot. I mean, I'm I'm always fascinated by things like that. And then the parallels of you know her being a Sagittarius and me being a Sagittarius. Yes. And her new flame being a Libra and my husband being and a Scorpio Libra rising. And she's a Scorpio rising, and I am the Scorpio <laughs> rising. I mean, like there's, there's a lot of parallels. That um, it it just even Hecate in the seventh house. Yeah, so I just in find a it way though, mom. It's your fault. I'm a Taylor Swift. Fan. Maybe so because <laughs> Maybe I grew so. up with you, and so I saw Taylor and went, oh, "My mom." <laughs> but I and I, I want to say that even if like you know I haven't delved into her music and whatnot, I do have a tremendous amount of respect for the happiness mm-hmm. that she brings, both mm-hmm. of you and other people out there in the world. Um, I have a lot of respect for her, her ethics. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think she's well, doing some, something important. I will Absolutely. say, Mom, you have inadvertently dove into quite a bit of her music because over the last 17 years, I, every time an album comes out, I pick like four or five songs that yes. I think will be okay to send <laughs> Oh, well, no, I will stand in front of her and make her listen oh, to it. <laughs> I can't just send it. It's, I go, it's sort of, listen, Mom. It's sort of a captivity kind of thing. Or yeah. she'll do it in the Stock car. Stockholm Syndrome. When I yeah, when I'm, have no options. Like, oh, but yes, we want to drive to Michael's. Here's a song. I want you to listen. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, and I don't I don't mind. I mean, it's, no. it's well, fine. Because it's a, a way of, that I've always loved. Because I, I don't do that with just Taylor Swift. I send you Fallout Boy songs and yes. everything. Yeah. Um, of things that hit a chord with me. And those are the ones that I usually will make her listen to is ones that I think are really insightful or important to things going on in my life. And I'm like, listen. Because yeah. I process my whole life and songs like through my playlist of oh here's i'm in a mood so here's my mood mix or i'm angry so here's my angry mix i've always processed her music so that i think that's another reason why she's just so incredible she gives you so many avenues to process yes there's like so many different playlists that you can make for to like 
you know, for how you want to feel, mm-hmm. you know, and if you want to, if I want to be up and moving and dancing, I have certain songs I can listen to. And then mm-hmm. if I don't, then, oh, also just to circle back, because I meant to mention it. She does have a song called Labyrinth. Yes. And Hekete. Huh? I said that weird. Hekete. 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 Labyrinth is a symbol of Hekete. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't, you didn't I know, didn't know that. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, very interesting. I hear the word labyrinth. I just think of David Bowie. And his oh, well, that's good, too. Cod piece of the century. Yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> well, we probably covered all the bases. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Happy birthday, Tay-Tay. Merry uh, Swiftmas to all. Merry Swiftmas yes. to all. And uh, have a really sassy, sassy new year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back soon with a 2024 astrological forecast. Yes. Uh, I've been working really hard on getting all of the year's events encapsulated in, in a way that I can speak to it. So that will be coming soon. Not exactly sure when, but thanks for joining us again yes. for our... Oh. oh, what else? If you want to comment or get in touch with us... Oh, they're trying to social media. You can... Uh, this is a terrible... <laughs> this is a terrible part of our podcast where we forget all of our social media handles. I've forgotten the Instagram. Again. I do know that our website is www.cosmicdisruption.com. That's the easiest one, and that, all of our episodes are on there. But I there's also the, an Instagram. I think that's Cosmic Disruption Sisters. 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 Yes. yes. At Cosmic Disruption Sisters. And then email, obviously, is sisters at cosmicdisruption.com. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best we ever did. Might be. That's not bad. We have a Facebook And you page also too, have a TikTok. We? Oh, yeah. I'm- supposed to help with and i've been terrible so i apologize well That's we're my fault. we're still getting all of this figured out we're and learning. mostly we just have a good time so <laughs> well, at some point i have to be able to film them uh, which is tiktok's media and it doesn't go very well so tb and i also wanted to to say this as the non-swifty in the room i just want to give a shout out and a hearty thank you to the swifties out there because um, our our last episode about Taylor Swift is the most downloaded episode we have. Yeah, by like um, double, not quite. Yeah, but but but, but close. close. Yeah. yeah. And so I just you know I thank you for yeah listening. thank you for listening. I really really appreciate it. And for all of our listeners who are not Swifty fans, <laughs> um, sorry. Happy Swiftmas. <laughs> Tis the damn season. Tis the damned season. Tis the damned season. <laughs> no. The We're season not of the damned. No, that's what Karen, we told Karen. We thought we'd name this episode Tis the Damned Season. Makes sense. And Karen, of course, writes, Tis the damned season. And we're like, that has a completely different <laughs> meaning. It's like the season of the damned. No, this is, you know, much lighter My than that. My Venus is in Scorpio. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. (laughs) All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening again to Cosmic Disruption, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.